Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com I was a bouncing in and laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we'd just hang on. Well, I can't recall a time when I ever had so much fun. I did when I rode in the back of a pickup truck. I would sit there with my arms stretched out on that rusty bed. Just wait. What's up, guys? This is episode number eight of the Always Race Day podcast. I'm Connor Ferguson here with Damon Helgevald, here to talk to you guys about Bubba Wallace's first NASCAR Cup Series victory. What a day, man. I. <laughs> My DraftKings account is uh, looking mighty fine. <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. Yeah, I could have lost way more college games on Saturday than I had planned to. <laughs> I like purposely did my bets early. I was like, I don't want to make any drunk bets. That it will just not lead to good things. Connor likes, you know, how San Jose State has cool uniforms. Let's bet them at ten thirty at night. <laughs> we don't want to, We want to stay away from that. But now I'm sitting here and it's like, oh, I could have had a cushion. I, uh, Hey, I've been there, done that, man. Trust me. It's, it, it sucks when you wake up the next morning and find out that you missed on something, but it's better <laughs> when you wake up the next morning and realize that you, you won something too. done both of those. Yeah, that was fun. I, I put it all together. I wish I would have parlayed it. There, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, that's, this is amazing. Um, I'm a big bubble guy. Uh, yeah, let, let me just pre- preface everything with this. Uh, someone called me a fanboy on Twitter. First of all, I, I'm never going to hide uh, my bias or anything like that. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to be fake to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I appreciated how uh, Bubba handled himself through everything uh, that happened last year, and people want to bring up and do everything about the rope thing uh, or news, you know, whatever you'd like to 
uh, explain the situation as Bubba never saw that. The only thing that got told to Bubba was that they found a noose in the garage. That's all, you know, so I am sick and tired of Bubba getting shit on by people, uh, because he was thrown into the spotlight. Um, frankly, uh, ahead of time where, you know, stuff needed to happen, but, uh, it's right. It's weird. You know, uh, there's a lot of people that just seem to hate on the guy and I don't think he's ever not been a stand-up guy. I, I think he's taken everything with uh sleeve of emotions on his arms. And I've seen a lot of people get praised for that. Uh, it, I, so I was thinking about what to say on this podcast, Damon, and I draw a lot of parallels to Bubba Wallace's uh, fans and haters uh, to Bobby Pierce's in the dirt lay model world. How so? So you, I mean, anytime you got, anytime you see either of these guys stand up and do an interview, whether it's after they win a huge race or it's after they uh, screw up real big time, most stand up people, they will always apologize if they fuck up. And if they're going to stand in victory lane, they're going to give props to the people they give props to all that stuff. Give props to the guys that were racing against them. I just, I don't have anything bad to say about either of the guys. I think they're both extremely talented race car drivers. And frankly, I bet Bubba all these super speedways because I know how good of a super speedway guy he is. And you know, you always get people laughing at you. I, we did a podcast before the Daytona 500 with picks uh, and Chris and um, why am I, I want to call him Mr. Mac action fanatics. Oh, I'm just blank. Uh, Todd Kirk. Thank yes. you. I'm, I'm bl- I just blanked on your name, Todd. I apologize. Um, and they're like, you're, you're eating into the, the storyline. You're just going, you're looking at the storyline. Not Bubba has always been, his strength has been super speedways and that's okay. He deserved to get that win today. And we'll, we'll break down the race after that. Damon, do you have any thoughts to say before we go into it? Yeah, I, I'll just be, be honest as well. Like, you know, I've not always been a huge Bubba guy. In, in fact, I'll be honest. I, I never really have been a, a big Bubba guy. Damon Bubba Wallace. No, no, I'm, <laughs> I do not. I have the same love hate relationship I have for him as I do with Kyle Bush where they're talented, they're always great with fans, they're great with media, great people, but they don't know when to step out of their own way and when they say the wrong things at the wrong time, basically. So they, they say a lot of stupid shit when they, when they probably shouldn't. And so that's, that's where I get upset with with Bubba and the That's same thing. I, I completely Bush. forgot. Bubba sprayed water in uh, Bowman's face yeah. during uh, was that an Xfinity race or a Cup race? No, it was after the Cup race at the Roval a couple years ago. There you go. And yeah, we go to the Roval next week. Exactly. Um, so, and so, so, like, so to your point on that too. Um, I don't know if this is. I'm not trying to debate Damon here. Damon, we're not. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't a message to you, Damon. That was to the people listening. But uh, that might not know. Uh, me and you and the dynamic of everything. But um, I think what shows about Bubba is Alex Bowman was one of the guys up there mm-hmm. when they rolled the car out last year at Talladega. I mean, he was, yep. it was Bubba Blaney and Alex Bowman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that just 
you know, if a guy, if a guy did that to me after a race, when I'm sitting there collapsed from the heat, I probably wouldn't let it go uh, way too easily. So I don't know if I'm in the car or what happened, but drivers know, you know, they, they remember things. They know who, who wrecked them four years ago. Let's be right. honest. So they, they keep a running total, but you know, back, back to the thing is the fact that I, I didn't necessarily like Bubba because he didn't know when to keep his mouth shut. I don't like Kyle Bush because he doesn't know when to keep his mouth shut, but I respect both guys and I couldn't be happier to see Bubba win today. I, I tweeted it right after the race and, and basically said that, you know, Bubba drove to the front when he knew rain was coming. They wrecked. It started to rain and he was in the right spot at the right time. It's super speedway racing. You're going to be in the right spot at the right time. And that was for multiple cases as we're going to talk throughout, but he missed a wreck. He missed the Bowman crash. He did. He did a great job avoiding that. The right spot at the right time yet again. So when he's out front, it's because he knew there was rain coming and right spot at the right time, love him or hate him, but it's a big win for NASCAR. Yeah, let's. Uh, I I think the only way we can do this is to go from front to back, and we mm-hmm. should probably do this for cup races anyway. I do want you know we got to keep it to covering everything, so we probably this probably won't be a normal thing that we go through a whole race from start to finish, and not that this one is going to be it's, longer. It's going to be short, but. I mean, it's kind of the biggest, one of the biggest stories that yes. we'll ever ever and I will, see again. So. If you're a sprint car fan doing the whole slot car shit, maybe, maybe I'll give you a bone and throw you the timestamp where we start talking about Carson Macedo's national open. Okay. <laughs> I promise you, I'm not going to forget it. Uh, just sit here and listen for a bit. Maybe we'll say something funny. You don't know. I say dumb shit all the time. You could probably just listen for that. Hate that, on me for it. That's and then listen to the sprint car part. Exactly. That's something to tweet right there is anything <laughs> that he says bad. You just tweet at him. Right. Um, all right. So, you know, race gets uh, delayed till today uh, for rain. Um, unfortunate, but you know, it's whatever uh, start of the day. It's looking pretty decent. There's spot up showers coming here or there. Um, yeah. Everything, everything gets going. The Fords look fast early. Uh, different lines were gaining momentum at different times. And that's what I love about this super speedway package. Damon is it's not like when there's three lines, the low line's going to be the best. It's not like when there's two lines, they're going to be glued to the bottom or glued to the top. There's no answer for any of these situations. And that's why I think it took so much skill to be a super speedway driver in this era. And that's why, you know, the cream was rising to the top in most cases, aside from a couple of, you know, uh, outliers. Right. I, I'm disappointed in the fact that we're losing this car because this car and this package has now produced two really good races since they went to this package for the, the summer Daytona race. The, uh, the reduced, um, horse, can I reduced horsepower? I believe that's fair to say, uh, I don't tell, you know, someone tell me if I'm not technically sound on that. Um, yeah. And you guys probably hear about us uh, bitching about the 550 package a lot. And I will, the 550 package is not what we're talking about. That's a mile and a half track specialty. Um, that's how they dial up how much gas you can give the car. Uh, basically are different too. Yes. Um, the super speedway package on this type of car is probably the best it's been 
All right, since, me and you were, since me and you were born, is that fair to say? Oh, uh, I don't know. The The early 2000s was really good because you could drive away in the early 2000s. You know, I, I look at Dale Jr. in the 04 uh, Daytona 500, and he had the field covered and drove away from Tony Stewart in the draft. So I, I really think the early 2000s was probably the best super speedway package. Uh, but but this rivals it, man. This has been really good. It has. I hope I hope that the next gen car is on super speedways at the very least, just a carbon copy. I do too. As close as they can get it on this track, because it's been great. Today was awesome. Uh, frankly, mm-hmm. not too many cars got torn up. Um, and yeah, you know you you gotta take it for what it's worth. And I I feel like every time we have a big one, we sit here and we're like, man, how how, how long are we going to keep doing this stuff, man? And it's, yeah. it's the fast tracks. See, and, and the, the thing that, you know, people talk about the big one and how they tear up a lot of cars and, and all that they do, they do tear up a lot of cars, but they also don't when they make the right decision and when they make the right choices. And even today when there were some big blocks thrown and some, some great runs, they avoided a lot of it today. I feel like the field as a whole has gotten better. They were racing for lap 94, right? Yeah. So that, that they had 94 laps that they were racing for today. And we had really one quote unquote big one. And then a couple others that were just massive pushes that got guys out of, out of shape. Yeah. And I think uh, the big one took five cars out at most. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's what you want to see out of stuff like, well, you know, you don't want to see five, you want to see zero, uh, or maybe your driver's in the back and you want to see 35. Maybe you're a Quinho fan. I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe your driver got, got put into one and yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, for the Kyle Larson fans, that's uh, what today went like. Uh, the first kind of big thing that happened uh, was Justin Allgaier uh, going right into him, gets loose, uh, just nose to the side of the car, just straight into him. Uh, it's, you know, it's rough stuff for Larson fans. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's it's all you. It It's tough. Damon's going because... to attack Justin Allgaier. Here. No, I'm not going to attack Justin Allgaier. Do we need, to, do we need to tweet Ashley? No, 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 do no. the shit talking for him. It's good. And that's uh, not, that wasn't a pants in the family joke. Everyone calm down. No, it's a fire suit in the family. If you're talking about, <laughs> but it, it's not a knock on, on all guy or even Byron for giving him the massive shove, but you know, Larson, how good he is wherever the series goes and wherever he goes, anytime that he's got two feet on the ground somewhere, he's good except Daytona and Talladega. This is his only uh, verifiable to, to an extent kryptonite. It's like, you're looking at a kid's fake ID and everything matches up, but the kid still looks under 16. You're like, wow, it, I can't it, believe it. They still figured out how to defeat Kyle Larson. That's just it. And when he does finish a race in the super speedways, he finishes pretty damn high. You know, he finished 10th, I think, this year in the 500, and he was, like, top 10. Was he only 10th? I thought he was 4th. I can't remember. I, it's I think, so yeah, yeah. I, he no, might have been 4th. He, he might have been like, Yeah, he was up there. 
but you know, and then the year that he was the year that Kurt Busch ended up winning it, he was leading on the last lap going into turn one and ran out of gas. So, you know, when he does finish races there, he does do pretty darn good. I'm pretty but, sure he won an Xfinity race in there. One of the years surrounding Michael and when he broke his leg. Yep. yep. Cause I think he had a bad wreck in that same race. Yeah, he did. The Clorox car? I'm yep. man. I'm a yep. wizard today, dude. You're knocking it out. That was the car <laughs> that landed in the stands, basically. Yeah. The motor was hanging from the fence. But, you know, it, he, when he does finish races at super speedways, he does well. But he's been caught up in how many other situations? A motor blowing at the spring, the spring race. Got caught up in a last lap wreck this last year or this spring at the uh, summer race at Daytona. And then, you know, got caught up by his own teammate giving a shove to Allgaier, who's technically an alliance to Hendrick Motorsports and, and takes out hit him in that one too. So that his luck at super speedways is absolutely horrific. It is bad. And uh, we'll get to Hendrick Motorsports because I had a take on them on Super Speedways in a sec. Um, so Kyle brings it down pit road. Uh, eventually, you know, they were trying to bring it down uh, and put him back out and bring it back down uh, without losing a lap. Car stalls. So he's losing the lap. Whole, you do the whole thing to not lose a lap. And then it's if you lose one lap, you have a chance at the lucky dog. Um, so he gets out there one lap down um, and then completely shreds a tire. They came when they gave up the lap. So I was actually at work and was listening to the spotter channel and, uh, and listening to the MRN broadcast at the same time. But that when he came down and they lost the lap at that point, they had to send him back out because his time was up. And that's why he came back. Yeah. 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 He, He was down to, they were down to like 15 seconds by the time he exited pit road. So that's why he came back out with the toe bent all the crap on it. I would like, I haven't solidified my take on it yet, but I think I would like them to get rid of the caution clock and raise the minimum speed. I I agree 100%. And I was going to what tweet, Kyle, what Kyle you tweeted team, what you did. Yeah, you what Kyle what you did. I'll, y'all t- I'll tell him what I tweet, and then Damon's going to throw a spicier take. <laughs> um, I said Basically, what I said, um, they sent him back out there. They caused another caution. Then we had another rain delay. Um, I said, if that was a Rick Ware car, you guys would be flaming the shit out of him right now. It w- I mean, I would, too. I would have done the same thing. So I was... I mean, kind of flaming the five team uh, for kind of how they handled the whole deal because um, that happened. And then later on in the race, he's sitting there on the inside of the track going slower than a motherfucker. I cussed too much on here and I apologize, <laughs> but he's going super ass, super slow. He's like a turtle on the inside of the track. And I mean, they're like two or three wide at some places having to go like adjust their entry into turns three and four. And I'm like, man, he's going to cause a wreck here, isn't he? See, when you tweeted that, I was really close to tweeting, get rid of the caution clock and the problems are fixed. Because if you get rid of the caution clock, then teams are going to take the time needed to actually fix 
the cars. He was going to meet minimum speed regardless. They had speed once they got the car fixed. The minimum speed rule is such a joke, too, because you can go out there and crawl around the racetrack and you're still meeting it. I don't know what Briscoe. I don't know what the minimum speed rule is, but it's not it's not fast. For for this race, it was fifty two something. Uh, it's it's a lap. It's basically a lap at speed, and they time it essentially. I would so like was, I would like to see it reach the triple digits, please. Well, it's it's no. not it's not uh, mile per hour, but seconds on the clock. They do it based on a. On a oh, good. Okay. All right. Yeah, they do it based I, on a stop. I'm sorry because I was also scoffing at. I can't. I couldn't believe it was that slow. But no, I, I think they do it based on a stopwatch. The way they were talking on this on the broadcast and on mm. the on the radio because they were well, talking yeah. about 50, everything on there is everything on there is cross referenced at this point. Uh, the yeah. average speed and the time and different yeah. people have preferences. I never got the preference of average speed i yeah. i don't understand it but um, i i think you gotta go get rid of the caution clock the if you change the minimum speed okay so be it but let the teams have the time to actually fix if we're going to ha- if we're going to put an emphasis on points racing in the playoffs then the drivers are going to do what they can to put the cars on the track so that's where i don't fault the five team and I wouldn't fault a Rick Ware racing car if they were in the points hunt too, but I don't fault that the five team because they're playing within the rules. Absolutely. I wonder if those guys get stage points today in the second um, stage. Yes, they do. They get second. So where they finish is they get second stage points and finishing points. God, and that's, that's a hit to Hendrick Motorsports um, Huge all day long. They looked, they had loose race cars. Um, and that, you know, you talk about, uh, Byron Elliott, uh, got into Stenhouse hard enough that Stenhouse got into Bowman and wrecked Bowman. Um, and I, yeah, I tweeted that too. Everyone's going to pile on Stenhouse here. Same shit. Uh, that was Chase Elliott that wrecked his teammate basically. Yeah. Uh, I I was going to say the same thing. I think after that, we kind of saw my, that's my, I talked to my dad. I've talked to just every I, I had to get off my phone on the way back here um before i came back to my apartment because i was reading to i don't want to i don't like taking other people's words uh i gotta like come up with this i'm like reading too many <laughs> other takes so i'm like that's too similar to mine stop it uh, my dad was talking to me and i uh, saying you know why ellie had like 20 chances to move down and take the lead and so that i think it showed it right there he didn't want to sit in the lead whether he didn't want to be a sitting duck or he didn't think his car could handle uh, that well in the lead. And I don't, I don't know which of the two it was, um, but you know, that it, they just looked disoriented from a super speedway stance and that's okay to do, except that cost Byron and Bowman their playoff hopes uh, unless they win next week. Yeah, I mean, they, they were going to have to fight regardless. They were going to have to have good finishes today and still possibly even win next week. Uh, but, but yeah, Bowman especially, he's in a, a must-win situation at 52 back, and Byron's at 44 back, so he has to win as well. I mean, they're, they're in must-win situations, and they both can't do it. Plus, 
when your teammate, one of your teammates is the best road course racer in the cup series right now. And your other teammate is actually pretty good on road courses, believe it or not, everything else he drives. And then a guy ahead of the cut line is also a really good road course racer. You know, you're, you're in pretty tough waters um, right now. And just saying Larson wanted a road course. Well, that's why I'm saying. He, oh, okay. Well, you know, okay. One of their no, teammates. I'm looking at the standings. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You're good. One of their teammates is the best road course racer right now, and the other is a pretty darn good one, just like everything else he drives. So, you know, it, it's going to be tough for those guys to make it. Um, and I, I don't see them losing. I don't see them getting enough stage points to make up in, if someone like, you know, a Kyle Bush has a really bad day or Blaney has a really bad day or somebody above the cut line has an awful day. I, I just don't see him having that bad. Of no, I think that, I think they're both in must wins. Even Christopher yeah. Bell at minus 28. Um, Harvick's minus nine. Kyle Busch is plus nine. Elliot's plus nine. Um, yeah, you're looking at like a wreck taking someone out on lap one. Yep. And still winning two stages and not winning the race. And that's, you know. It, it's 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 a must win. I mean, we we might as well call it for what it is. It's a must win. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, after, <clears throat> sorry, after that, um, pretty much not smooth sailing, uh, but you know, they're racing past, uh, 94, uh, and they were kind of shooting for halfway. Um, and you knew the weather wasn't coming right away. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, they kind of say like, Hey, it's coming, it's coming. Um, but there was eight or nine, 10 laps where they're racing as if there's two laps to go, like this rain's going to come at any time. Byron happens to end up wrecking. Uh, car, back the car's on fire. Caution comes out. Bubba's in the lead. But Bubba raced his ass up there. Uh, he didn't use up his shit. He, he held back way longer than I would have. I was texting Steph that, too, um, Steph Copley. But... I was like some of these guys that are sitting in the back. I, I don't know what, I don't know what they're doing. They got to get up there, you know? Uh, but he raced his ass up there, got in front. He, I mean, he was in, he was one of the only guys who could hold the lead at the front. It was him and Hamlin. And I think it, it makes perfect sense that Hamlin brought him on as a driver, teach him some super speedway stuff. And I think that rubbed off on him today. Somebody tweeted <laughs> at some point during the race that, Nobody had led for more than like seven laps, I think. I think that was the longest that anybody led during a single stint for the whole day, which is is typical Talladega. I mean, that's kind of what you expect. But, um, man, he put on some blocks once he got to the front that that ended up winning him the race. When he jumped in front of Brad and stayed with Brad, that won him the race. Yeah, and that's where this whole, you know, all the comments and all that stuff from people's burners and people with two followers, and it's tough to not get succumb to that because, I mean, you read that stuff and you're like, man, this guy's really dumb. <laughs> you just, like, you can't believe it to yourself. But, yeah, well, if, you're, if you have any doubts that uh, Bubba got lucky in that race or something, he didn't get lucky at all, that – that is a win to be proud of. That is a great showing of him as a driver, and he absolutely deserves it. It would be one thing if it was a lot like the Haley deal 
Uh, yeah, if it, was, if it was a pit situation, if can it you, was a I, pit situation, that would be way worse. Yeah, it would be absolutely a lot worse. But if it was a pit situation, you know, do I stay out? Do I not? You know, some of the guys in front of me pitted, so I stayed out and and took over the lead. Knew the rain was coming. That would be a whole different deal. But they knew the rain was coming from the minute they got back in the cars after the mm-hmm. first rain delay. And so, two things to that is Justin Haley ends up being a good super speedway guy i yeah. think we saw i think we saw that he's still got some stuff to learn against more guys so what mm-hmm. like chris and i were talking um because i was thinking about this on the way here uh there's first time in nascar history that we had three first time winners in the same weekend how crazy aside is that? from the now they don't count the first weekend they ever hosted a nascar race right i suppose the truck series wasn't around <laughs> right <laughs> you know um but yeah i so we were talking about that and how it's, it's randomized. Uh, and he, he thinks Talladega is more of just, you throw the bowling balls down the alley and whatever one comes out first wins. I think in the Xfinity and truck series, that's more true than it is in the cup series. And I think the cup series is a different demon than the other two. Um, to a point, I'll say yes to that, but you know, we saw it like with a McDowell, winning and and, you know david reagan winning every once in a while those kind of things at the cup level at the the xfinity and truck level is basically who holds on to their equipment the longest in the in those two races and and brandon brown caught himself in a good spot because they ran into darkness so there there's some some situations there where i don't feel it's take a shot in the dark because let's let's be honest Dale Jr. doesn't win six times at Talladega. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, I'm on um, your side of that. Uh, you Trust know, me there, that one. There's, there's no way that, you know, Brad Keselowski wins six times. Tony Stewart wins however many he does at Daytona. You know, Dale Sr. winning all the time at Daytona in everything, you know, that he ever ran in. So th- there's a little bit of an art to it. There is a craft to super speedway racing. But there is a little bit of that randomized, and I think we've seen it more here in the recent years than we have previously. Absolutely. I think that will wrap up the NASCAR part of this. Um, I'm going to get myself a kick-ass shirt. I'm going to find the coolest-looking one. I'm going to buy it. Why? I what, did, what are you looking I, I, for? A Bubba shirt. Oh, okay. I got one of his – uh, for like five bucks that was on sale yeah it's very small on me now it was from when he was driving the air force car see that the air crazy. force schemes okay while we're talking about air force cars the air force schemes have always been really good that one they had out today was good one they had today was good when elliot sadler was driving for the wood brothers and they had the lightning the blue lightning car that one is absolutely one of my favorite but you gotta you gotta get yourself an old school shirt like this man I need to get some throwback ones. I try to I try to keep my throwback stuff to Steve Kenzer and Dan Weldon. Dude, ten bucks on eBay and you can get Terry Labonte. <laughs> That's your guy. I can't take your brand from you. I know. Um, so let's let's talk dirt racing. Yeah, man. What we, a weekend for Macedo. Yeah, we got a uh, a new uh, crown jewel winner in Carson Macedo. It's his first win. Um at a huge race like that that's the biggest win of his career um one of four drivers ever to win multiple feature races 
at all three of Williams Grove, Knoxville, and Eldora this season. Uh, he won the two prelim races that weren't in the uh, King's Royal weekend. I almost said the dream. Very close. Uh, <laughs> damn late model fans are getting in our head. Um, man, that guy's going to be good. I think we uh, – Donnie better get on it because he's going to get replaced in the big three here. Uh-oh. Man, you're going to make all the Donnie fans mad, including myself. I don't know all about All 17 that. of them. Oh. <laughs> Numbers hey. going back up. It got down to 17 when he won 10 nationals in a row, but now it's it's been on the rise for you know Macedo Macedo is is awesome. He's a great great guy and he's really good. That makes it easy to cheer for when you know when you're watching someone like that come up and and you know Larson made the right choice putting him in that car, got him on the scene and and then now he's you know, taking the best of the best equipment he's ever been in. And yeah, if you, if you didn't know, uh, Kyle Larson had a sprint car team, uh, does not exist anymore. Uh, but Carson Macedo was his driver, uh, and he won rookie of the year, uh, during in the uh, Kyle Larson racing car, mm-hmm. um, with Justin Marks. I should say, oh, uh, wasn't with Marks at that time, it was just Larson at that time. Yeah, yep. okay, yeah, I've been, I've stand corrected. Um, but yeah, no, dude, Macedo reminds me a ton just how he carries himself. And it's not that they almost look alike, but it's the demeanor they carry themselves with uh, him and Casey Kane. Yeah. Just chill dudes, just yeah, gonna go out there and do it. I, I've not happens. seen I've not seen how tall Macedo is, but I'm guessing he's taller than Casey. Yeah, he I think is taller than Casey. If I just yeah. From what well, it doesn't take much. I mean, I'm, I'm taking well, I'm I'm six four, so I'm not like looking down at both of them, but you're looking down at Casey. Casey's not very tall. Yeah. I'd say I'd say Macedo's tall. Yeah, I would too. But I don't know if that's you know, the debate I, we need. I completely I completely agree with you though. I, I think that Macedo and, and Casey are a lot alike, and I think that's why a lot of you know, a lot of fans like Macedo. I, I like him. He's a great guy. And, and like you said, he's laid back, chill, and, and he's a pretty good driver on top of it. He'll find, he'll find his way into uh, one of the Kings Royal at some point. Knoxville Nationals is a different beast. Um, I'm not, I don't want to like, I don't know. If, that I, if, I, said, if I said Macedo's for sure going to win a Nationals, there'd be like 10 other guys that I'd be like, yeah. And then after that, this guy's going to win this guy. And I'm going to be wrong about one of them. So I don't want to keep going on that. <laughs> yeah, I think that car, he will. He's going to be very successful, good. and he's got the tools it takes to win a World of Outlaws championship. That car is pretty good at Knoxville, too. So. It's very good at Knoxville. <laughs> he was my I, pick I, in June. He, he swept the weekend in Knoxville in June. He was one of my top picks. Yeah, I, I think he's got a a good shot of of winning the Nationals eventually. And like you said, Kings Royal, I think he'll he'll win that eventually as well. But he's, he's – uh, like I say, he's in the best equipment he's ever been in. Absolutely. Um, let's go on to – actually, shit, I almost think I'm, like, writing this down as we go because uh, we were kind of impromptu on this. Um, David Gravel had a chance on Friday night. I don't know if he caught that race. I did not. Um, Brad Sweet had troubles early. He spun, went to the work area. He was coming from the back already. He started 26. That shuffled him back to, like, 28th. Uh, David Gravel was running ninth at Williams Grove. I uh, lost, um, I think he had an engine failure or something. Either that or he had damage. I'm 
sorry, it's, it has been a very tough and long weekend for me, so I'm forgetting what happened to Gravel, and I apologize for y'all. Uh, but Gravel ends up with a DNF when he could have taken a big chunk of Brad Sweet's points. He's only won 28 out still, so he only lost eight points to the entire weekend, which is very impressive after having a DNF like that. But, man, could we be looking at a different point situation today uh, than we are right now? Even if he finishes top five. Yes. I, mean, I don't think he was going to. I think his, I think eighth, eighth or seventh was as high as he got. Right. Yes. But, you know, think, even if he does finish a top five, luck his way into a top five or yes. something like that, that's a huge, huge point swing. But now it's become almost anticlimactic because he didn't gain anything. In fact, lost ground. So, uh, yeah, it's – as we like to see, and we haven't seen um, championship races like this. Like, this hasn't been a network television thing. This hasn't been mm-hmm. anything that we've been around the sport long enough to know. Um, but there's, I think, seven races left on Disaster Could Strike. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what happens. Uh, but it, it's looking like Brad Sweet is going to get his third World of Outlast championship in a row. Yeah. And, and, you know, even though he hasn't had the best of of stuff here lately, he he tore it up early, and you know that's that's where you make a lot of a lot of your hay is early in the season. If you can jump out to an early points lead, it, you know it doesn't take the pressure off, but it almost takes the pressure off where you don't have to push your stuff near as hard, and and you're okay with a seventh place finish because you're still going to get points as long as you finish the race. Absolutely. Lots of, uh, lots of wins early. And then when he had a bad finish, his bad finishes are like dream nights for some guys, right? For some locals. So that kind of wraps up the world of outlast stuff. Brandon Shepard has officially clinched mathematically the world of outlast late models championship. Um, we should hit that a little bit because they're both going back to Bristol on the same weekend next year. I love that. I love late model sprint car combination events. I think we should do everything we can since they're under the same banner to get two or three of those a season before the world finals date at Charlotte. Nothing against the world finals. I want to go. I have a wedding this year. I won't be there this year. I'm hoping to go there next year um, because I want to get down there. I want to see what this event's about and everything. Uh, But, you know, more likely than not, the championship is decided. Mm-hmm. And I know that hasn't been the case the last two years. It's probably going to be the case this year. Maybe it won't be. I don't know. Right. Um, but, you know, you get the sprint cars and late models together, and it's cool. Championships decided you're kind of just watching a race to watch a race, which is fine. That's that's what a lot of the dirt world likes to do. They just like to see the race. They're like, oh, this guy won that day. That was cool. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I'm a, I'm a standings nerd, so – that's all against me. Call, call me a nerd all you want. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I do like, I do like the idea of going back to Bristol with both yeah. of them at the same weekend. I, I agree with you getting them multiple times, you know, to, to pair up on the same weekend somewhere. I think it creates a little bit more, more hype. I think that's part of the reason that the world finals are so big. Obviously it's the world finals. It's the last race of the season. You know, everybody's there together on the same night, but you know, they, 
lot nine times out of ten, the championship's been locked up going in yes. into that race. And that's what you know, that's the case when you run 90 times a year. That's just the the case that's going to be. Most times it's going to be locked up. But I, I think that's what the big draw is, is you've got both big series on dirt together at the same night. And and going back to Bristol, what a uh, what an awesome uh, thing for Bristol. I mean, I people like it. bash Everyone... on, it on the on the NASCAR side, people bash on it, but the local side and the and you know the the dirt world that's that's got to be um, something you've got to hit as a fan. Yeah, I should say everyone I talked to at Bristol um, last year, and ninety five percent majority of the comments I saw from dirt fans about um, this event coming back for next year has been positive. They, they love it down there, the people that went down there for it. Even, I mean, there was people from New York there to watch the big block modifieds. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seemed a little crazy, but that's okay. I'm probably seem crazy to the common person too. Uh, <laughs> but everyone bashes on Bristol Dirt, man. And it, I'm just sitting here like, this is so cool that we get to watch the World of Outlaws at Bristol. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's a spectacle. It's sweet. I want to see this be a thing for years to come. Maybe we can go to Bristol in uh july or august on the pavement before the night race i don't know i'm just trying to speak it into existence it's a great track no matter where where you put it and uh, i do like uh putting dirt on it because the attendance at bristol before they put dirt on it wasn't good frankly and that's why that's why they felt they needed to do something drastic and they did and i love it and hopefully the they make the dirt race for cup next year i think that's the big thing for this is the cup race next year has to be kick-ass. Mm-hmm. And maybe, uh, Kyle, maybe Kyle Larson has to win it for everyone to be happy. The, is that, I, that, I, think that's, I think that would be – I think a dirt guy has to win it. I think it's got to be a Larson, a Bell, a Stenhouse, some, somebody that's come from dirt, Reddick, somebody that's come from dirt, I think has to win it. If, no, I'm, I'm calling the shot. Shane Golubic's winning it next year. Well, if he's driving, cars, uh, there's going to be 20 cars in the fence by halftime of the race, and Shane Golubic is going to win it. If they put him in a BJ McLeod car, I'm not going to say he is. So, hopefully, Shane gets gets a great ride next year. <laughs> I don't think that for for just to save face for everything in that situation, I think that car was more than capable of getting. Oh. That. I don't think it was a BJ. No, I, I think honestly that that race being on dirt um, is a lot like the, the talks that we get at Daytona and Talladega where it can be a crap shoot, but the best are still the best for a reason. Until Christopher Bell takes out Kyle Larson and starts a yeah, season long rivalry that we don't talk about. I know. <laughs> yeah. That that started in January, actually, in 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 Tulsa, though. So chilly, yeah. That no, there you go. This uh, <laughs> what did I? I equated that to two. I I, <laughs> I had a text to my friend. I equated it to uh, Donald Trump fighting with Marjorie Taylor Greene, or on uh, or Joe Biden fighting with Kamala. <laughs> Not to bring politics into everything, but it's like the two dirt superheroes in NASCAR, mm-hmm. and they're just eating each other alive behind the scenes and no one wants to you know talk they don't, they don't like being asked about it either but 
no dirt fan is going to admit that they don't like each other right now. Right. Maybe they do. Maybe maybe they're still the best of friends. But I I would say there's a lot of instances across the way that would point to them not being too close right now. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, another thing I definitely wanted to touch on, and I haven't gotten to watch enough Silver Crown races this year. Uh, in fact, the championship race starts uh, one hour after the NASCAR race at the Roval, so I probably won't be watching it. Uh, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll do my best to double screen. You know, you know how I figure out things. Right. Uh, I believe it starts at 2 o'clock Central Time on Flow Racing on Sunday. Logan CV and Cody Swanson come into it one point separating the two for the championship. Uh, I believe they still do their spots by three. So it's just whoever wins, whoever beats the other one. Gosh, on the pavement, on the pavement at Toledo Speedway. I'm excited to see I mean, that's Swanson's wheelhouse. It's not, mm-hmm. not that CV's not going to upset him or anything here, but. Right. But CV's a dirt dude. And so that that's, that's pretty cool, man. When it, those are the races that draw people in when it comes down to you know winner take all essentially i mean that's that's why the the playoffs on the cup side are awesome that's why we talk about you know all these races that come down to one point who's got the best best stuff that day um that's that's so much fun absolutely i'm excited to see it um another thing we've got the All-Star Circuit Champions wrapping up this week, and Tyler Courtney will be raising um, the big trophy, the championship. Do they have a name for it? Do you know, Damon? Uh, I do not know. The Tony Stewart Cup. There we go. Tyler Courtney is going to be hoisting that this week, and I'm excited for him. Uh, from the sounds of – got to be careful how I word this, man. Um, from the sounds of the World of Outlaws Open Ride podcast, it sounded like it's more likely than not that Tyler Courtney will be World Valas racing next year uh, in a rookie of the year battle with Spencer Baston. And I'm very excited to see that. That'll be fun. Uh, I, I like Sunshine, and uh, so that'll that'll be cool to see him in a full-time Outlaws ride. We'll have to get Tyler and Spencer on. If they, if they announce that, we'll have to get them on at the same time and have them talk shit to each other. There we go. We'll start like it here. That. The rivalry starts on Always Race Day. <laughs> Love it. Love the idea. We'll, we'll get it going. Um, hey, we'll if have, we can't solve the problem, we might as well be the problem. There, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> We're not letting another Larson and Bell get in the way without starting right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Looking at the weekend, EMSA races. It's their penultimate race. Check that out if you want. ARCA West is in action. Um, and Kyle Larson is going to race Thursday in the uh, Kevin Rumley late model over at uh, Tri-County, I have it down as racetrack. It might be raceway. I uh, don't know if Connor was dumb that day when he put the schedule in way back when, but Kyle Larson's racing on Thursday night. There you go. So, excited. Anything else that you're excited for this upcoming weekend, Damon? I think we'll probably check in Wednesday or Thursday night. Um, we still we're, – we're not going to lock down a date. We're just going to tell you it's coming midweek. Uh, and I promise Justin Henderson, I apologize for you all, uh, he either forgot about us or uh, he led me on and then didn't come on. Justin, we'll if, you're, Justin if you're listening, you got one more chance anytime. We'll adjust our schedules. Um, 
Now, Justin had a uh, big race to prepare for this week, and he went racing at the National Open. He did very good. I was excited to see him do get out there and uh, run that car pretty damn fast. Um, so sorry we couldn't get Justin on last week, guys, but um, hopefully I think we'll have a nice guest lined up for the midweek show. Uh, and like I said, our schedules are just too hectic right now that we're going to figure something out. Um, but it'll either be in your feeds Thursday or Friday morning. So if it's not there Thursday, look for it Friday. And then if, if it's not there Friday, someone canceled on us and then Connor got busy and didn't post it. <laughs> well, it was, I mean, Damon, I was, I was doing like, I was juggling stuff and then it either became, you know, posted at three o'clock, two hours before the open starts. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, so this you, is actually 8.2, episode 8.2. You, you you had a lot going on. Yeah, 8.2, that's a good way of putting it. We were basically two-thirds through the last show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. Um, if you want to support the podcast in any way, you can reach out to me over Twitter direct message. We have a ton of stuff um, upcoming planned for uh, – the next month and this off season, I'm already putting together my off season racing schedule. Uh, I'd love to go to bat for your company and uh, I will talk crap about all your competitors or none of them. If you'd like that better, <laughs> just let me know. Uh, we'd love to have you tell your friends about us. Personal rivalries start here on ARD. We are going to get, we're going to, that's going to be the new goal of it is to find two people to interview at the same time and to get them arguing by the time they're off. Works for me. The only issue is we got to figure out who to side with. And we're going to have to make a decision very quickly. Maybe no, we I'll don't take one, you take the other, and then we end up arguing. No, we don't side with anybody. We're just the moderators. Sit back and watch. That's fair. All right. We can. I'm not good at that, but you can, you can help me out with that. It's Thank easy. you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Um, appreciate you all. Keep up with our coverage over the weekend and uh, the Roval on Sunday. And uh, world, dude, sprint cars at Port Royal. I just realized that. That's going to be fun. I love that track. Make sure you don't miss those races on Dirt Vision either. It's going to be a fun weekend. I'm pumped for it. Peace out. I don't want to say peace out. That sounds stupid as shit. Have a good one, y'all. <laughs>